away very yeah. soon. My wife was yeah, just literally just a couple minutes ago talking about that. How how nice it'll be when we have a chance to to safely you know get away for a few nights and just break up the monotony a little bit, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, so you're on the east. East Coast, right? East Coast, yeah, New Jersey. Where, where are you? New Jersey. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking you're like, technically you're in the same country as Hawaii, right? But That's I mean, right. Like, you're like the wrong end of the country. For That's people, like, uh, <laughs> oh my God, I, I love Hawaii. It's uh, such a beautiful place. You've been before? Yeah, uh, a couple of times. Because I, I lived in um, Cupertino, well, not in Cupertino, worked in Cupertino for Apple. Okay. For a couple of years, and I, 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 um, I lived in San Francisco and Santa Cruz, uh, so I went over there a couple of times when I was there, um, mm -hmm. and I, yeah, I totally fell in love with it. Which parts have you been to? I've, I've been to Maui once before, several years ago. Yeah, okay, so yeah, Maui I went to, yeah, uh, with so my nice. and that was, um, I mean, just the people there are amazing as well, food, everything's good. I've also been to, the first time I went, um, I went to the, uh, what's it called? Like Oahu, the main island. That's right. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I went, I went to the big island and okay. I, I was like, uh, doing it sort of, um, yeah, on, on the, on the super cheap. So just staying in hostels and stuff. And I went to Kauai and that was the place, ah. you know, the one, the one right on the West. That was, okay. it, it's wilder, um, just the like yeah it's lovely there that's like the most beautiful postcard place like wow. super, super wild as well and you can just go hiking for for a day or something like that and it's just um yeah something else really special. you say that's like if you had to <clears throat> say out of all the places that you've been to would you say that that's your maybe the, your favorite or the most beautiful out of everywhere it's up there yeah um, yeah I would, I would say it's um i love traveling uh-huh so, been to some places like that's definitely like basically i'm obsessed with japan like it's just it's so different and like mm. uh, just all their ideas seem like just amazing ideas you know like design ideas let's say yeah uh you know, i mean like yeah of course so sp404 came from japan like so much cool music stuff came from there so much art so much design architecture and and it's just it just seems so exotic to me and i just love it Man, that that's definitely on my list. I, I uh, for the same reasons that you just mentioned, like how 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 different things, I guess, appear to be there from looking, you know, at media or you know, hearing from other people talk about it. I would absolutely mm. love to experience that. And I, that's definitely on, like towards the top of the list. I would say, yeah, for what, sure. What's at the top? Do you think or near oh, near the yeah. top? That's a good question. I would say, so my wife and I talk about this. We definitely want to make, make our way to Africa to, to do like a safari type thing. Nice, nice. So that's definitely, definitely there. Uh, I, I want to visit Thailand um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I, I mean, it's kind of weird, maybe weird to say, but I've heard like, I love getting like massages and yeah. I heard like they're so cheap and they're high quality. And you can like, someone told me, someone who went recently said that you can get them for like, I don't know if it's like five or ten bucks, for like an hour massage or something like that. Right. I was like that's more. That's enough of a reason for me to book the <laughs> <Yeah>. trip right, <laughs> right, right yeah. away. You, you know, you know what's weird is that I am, um, I'm like one of those people who can't have massages. It just mm. um, it, it it tenses me up. Like I, I don't know why I don't like them, but mm. um, yeah, I I went to um, Thailand and everyone was like, get a massage, and <laughs> I just like. This is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> I, w I wish I could like it, but for some reason, I just, yeah, I, it's really strange. But I think, as I understand it, it's definitely the best place to go. If you like massages, you've yeah. got to go. You've yeah. got to go. And That's it, funny. There's, there's a lot of other great things about it. I think yeah. it's, it's quite like a busy place, like tourism wise, but I mean, that's, that's fine. Like, just, yeah. just go anyway. Like uh, you, you'll find find it, you'll find your own little paradise or whatever. That's exactly Definitely right. I would say my favorite place that I've ever been to, for sure, uh, three, man, is it two or three? Three years ago, two years ago, because three years ago mm -hmm. was our wedding, but two years ago mm -hmm. we went for like a one year anniversary for our like delayed honeymoon. We went mm -hmm. to Greece for two weeks, 
Mm. And when I tell you like Santorini and Athens, we stayed in you know both different places. When I tell yeah. you like everything about that trip was just unbelievable. Um, it's like, it's, I, mm. I don't know if I'd ever find a place that was as beautiful and as enjoyable on all fronts. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. Something else. And, and they, 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 they really know how to do proper food there as well. Like, oh my goodness. We, we but, ate so much. And the thing is, is like, we did a lot of walking. We did a, like a three hour hike from the, the center of the isle of uh, santorini the island all the way to the tip so it was like it was a long long hike we've done a lot of walking during that trip but we mm -hmm. ate so much and we were thinking man we're probably you know gained weight and this and that mm -hmm. but i felt like the food versus what we're used to eating out here the, mm -hmm. the quality of the food and the lack of i'm assuming the lack of like these other things that they put in food in, in the u.s that they sure. may not do in other countries had a mm -hmm. huge mm -hmm. impact and we, we were like we didn't you know gain anything virtually right maybe from yeah, the walking yeah. and the balance well, I mean, like, of the quality if you did put some weight on it was good weight because you know it's like the mediterranean diet they say that's the the way to live the longest that and right. that or like the okinawa like uh in the south of japan there's there's like a small island it's where mr miyagi comes from like uh ah, yes and um i mean he's dead now but uh actually i don't know if he's dead but like uh, that's that's the sort of I think that's the place where the people live the longest in the whole world, mm -hmm. and their the diet down there compared to like most parts of Japan, it's like full of fruit and vegetables, and and like yeah, Greece, they're um, you know they love fresh vegetables and olive oil and stuff like that. So yeah, mm -hmm. if you put some weight on, that's like healthy healthy weight, man. Keep that, <laughs> man. I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, you're mm. kind of like a like a hero to me. Um, <laughs> you kind of, and I I think you know I had a chance to kind of go to join in on that Facebook group and kind of recently actually for some reason I wasn't joined on the on the Koala Facebook group um, until recently, mm -hmm. but just kind of seeing how the community is like and how passionate they are and appreciative they are of oh, yeah. the product that you put together and i'm you know i'm i'm one of them i'm someone who uh in my music creation like over the years i've really have not i've spent little to no time doing music related to like sample based music most of my mm -hmm. stuff is on a keyboard playing or kind of creating from scratch right Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. I discovered this app, like some of the things that, you know, just to kind of start off, some of the things that jump out, at, jump out to me of just being just perfect for like my workflow, maybe the one thing is just the immediacy to, to be able to get things done on there and the simplicity and the fact that there is not purposefully, I think you may have mentioned it in either a video or maybe in another interview I, I read or, or saw, but it's purposefully set up in a way where it's like, it, it has what it has and then you're kind of free to run with it and kind of experiment and find ways to make it work for you and mm -hmm. for me that it just works so nicely and i have bro i have so much fun using that app like just the other day i was listening to uh uh this artist tyler the creator i don't know if you've heard okay. of him before rings a bell rings a bell he's he's mm -hmm. um He's a, I guess, kind of a niche artist. His his latest album won the hip hop uh, um, album of the year um, from like. Oh, whoa. Okay, so, it's pretty. I definitely should have heard of him then. Okay, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do some research. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. It, it's a it's a really really dope album. But I, I've been getting into him lately, and his latest album I'm looking over here because I have an album cover of his sitting on on my wall there, mm. and uh, he was talking about a song that just drew his attention from the 1980s. And he played this little clip of the song for this interview interviewer, and I listened to it, and I'm like, this. It was from the '80s. It's from from UK. Um, it's oh. from a, a band called I think it's called they're called Lynx. L I I forget exactly how it's spelled, but it just okay. captivated me. It was a incredible song. I can't stop thinking about it. It was only like a week ago, and the first mm. thing I thought of is I said I can't wait to put this into Koala and just like experiment mm. with it, you know. And I did yeah. that, and it's, it was just, I was doing it with almost as big a smile I have on my face right now, just kind of tinkering <laughs> around and stuff like that. So I just want to say, first off, just to jump out, just to say thank mm. you for creating this app. And I mean, just, it's an incredible app, and I'm super appreciative of you making it and, of course, taking some time out to talk to me today. No problem. No problem. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, like it, it's, it's, it's why I do it, like just, just to hear people saying they, um, 
you know, it sort of like opened the door for them or like, um, you know, took some frustration away or just let them do what they want to do. Like that's, that's the goal really. Like, uh, obviously it's, it's also my, my bread and butter. Like, you know, there's, there's a bit of money involved, but like the main thing is just to get people to fall in love with making music again. Like, um, and it sort of, it did that a little bit for me whilst I was making it, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the only real bits of music I've made, I know this is maybe going to be a question later, but like the only, only real bits of music I've made in the past couple of years are from testing the app and like, I've got to like fix something. And then, you know, like uh, I, I've sort of done all these tests with these few samples I found, and then I've got to make a promo video for a new feature or something like that. And I'm like, Oh, I just use whatever I've got there. And it's always like, okay, it's like acceptable. And, yeah. and it, I guess it's like um, the thing with making something like uh, something that makes music is uh, you've got this challenge where you have to work out how to translate the person's feelings or their like their ideas or well, I mean, feelings is a, is a little bit of a loose term, but like you've got feel you want to capture and like trying mm-hmm. to like make that, channel down into the app or the, the guitar or, or whatever it is you're making mm-hmm. is is a uh, fluid and transparent as possible that, that's like the goal you know mm-hmm. um, and, and, and I, I find that a little bit myself with koala like I, I think it's like a really bad thing to like try and if you want to design the perfect thing you shouldn't try and design it for yourself because mm-hmm. you're, you're only one person in like seven billion people you should try and design it for um, you should try and look at how people use it. But like for the most part with Koala, I just designed what I would want. And it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of still what a lot of people want, I guess, plus or minus quite a lot of, well, let's say minus quite a lot of features because everyone wants more features. Yeah. Always, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think, man, yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's quite incredible. Like, like, like you mentioned, I think the, as I mentioned earlier too, the, the immediacy of it and how, easy it is to to kind of get started and how for people who may have stepped away I, i've read this and in, in frequent frequently in like comments and things like that people who um have been having challenges kind of having that passion for, for creating music and how this app mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. helped them kind of overcome that is is really awesome and i think just kind of chatting with you for a few minutes right now and just kind of you know seeing what your personality is is like and everything i, I can kind of tell that like I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I can kind of see that like the passion that you have of making something that other people enjoy so much and are so appreciative of sort of like a, like an act of service that must be like a great feeling having something that people rely on, which I guess could be maybe stressful at times, but also like appreciate immensely, you know, the work that Mm. you put into kind of create something that's helping them in turn create. Yeah. I mean, I I guess, I guess, um, yeah, Koala is just, it's like my take on what a sampler should be. And, and, and maybe, yeah, the problem with most samplers is that they're sort of like bogged down with like history of like what samplers have been. I mean, mine is too a little bit, but like for, mm-hmm. for the most part, I haven't really used samplers. Um, I haven't used an SP404. Uh, I, I looked at the manual. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. After people said, oh, it's like SP404. I was like, okay, I'm gonna read the manual and like watch some YouTube videos. And I was like, oh, it's boring. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, I think it's just like, what, what do I want to do? I want to like get sound, and I want to just go da 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 da, and like, oh, I want to change the pitch. It's like the the things I feel like I want to like have at my fingertips as soon as possible is what mm-hmm. I will put into it. So yeah, that makes sense. Let me step back, like, I guess, years ago, like a little bit about your background. I'm, I'm always interested, you know, as someone who now is a, is a content creator and someone who's mm. passionate about pursuing my passions, um, helping others and sort of, you know, insp- hopefully inspiring others to kind of pursue their passion as well. I, I'd love to learn about sort of what got you to where you're at right now. You mentioned Apple, I think, a while ago, mm, working there. Yeah. So maybe high level, a little bit about your background and, you know, kind of walk us through that process. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and try and keep it high level. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, like basically I, I've always sort of made 
things that make sounds. And, and whilst I've been in, you know, bands and I've made a lot of music and stuff, like my, my thing really is to make, um, make things that make sounds, maybe for other people or maybe for myself. Um, and the first thing that happened was what, like, when I was seven or eight years old, I really wanted to learn how to play the guitar or just to play the guitar. And I was, I'm left-handed. Um, and the first time I picked up a guitar, I did something stupid, which was just try to play it left-handed uh, without mm. swapping the strings. And apparently that's bad. Um, so it sort of led me down to a path of like trying to make my own guitar. So like me, me and my dad, he doesn't know anything about making guitars, but he can hold a jigsaw. So we, we sort of chopped up some wood and stuff and we made a guitar and like, that's the guitar I, I started playing on or whatever. And I sort of, yeah, got quite obsessed with that. and. When I got to, you know, a bit older, uh, I really got into making music on the, not in on, on a computer even, like just, just with boxes. Like we had a keyboard and stuff like that. Um, I saved up maybe, I think maybe like $200, 150 pounds or something like that um, to buy a sampler. And it, the reason I bought it is because I loved this kind of music called drum and bass or jungle. This, mm -hmm. It's like m more of an, uh, British thing, I would say, uh -huh. um, and it's it's breakbeats, but it's faster. It's like 170 BPM or whatever. But it's the same same old thing. You're like basically slicing up beats, and it took me ages to realize that you can't just like take a bass drum sound and a snare drum sound. You've got to get all that that grit you get from a real sample, and that's where uh -huh. the the magic comes from. Um, and and basically, you know, I was trying to make music and, and sort of coveting all these boxes you see in the magazines, like the effects units and the, and the, the, the good samplers that can hold more than like 15 seconds of sample or, mm -hmm. you know, all these sorts of things. And then uh, some, my dad brought this computer home for work and it had music software and I was like, you can do it in software. Like you don't have to like, try and solder things you know I, I built like guitar pedals effects units all these sorts of things um and like when i found out you can just like make a bit of coding without like burning yourself with a soldering iron i was like that's what i want to do so uh, I, I, I studied computer science originally and then um yeah like sort of got into it through that like um mm -hmm. that's what i wanted to do Unfortunately, when you go to university to study computer science, they don't teach you how to make music software. You kind of have to go it alone with that. But um, uh, yeah, I guess you can read books and like awesome. practice, you know? Mm. Yeah. So and, yeah, that, that's roughly it. Like, Yeah, and figure it out from there. I have a, I have a, a electrical engineering background myself and it's mm. interesting. So having gone through that curriculum, um, I was just talking to my buddy about it who just recently uh, built a computer for himself. And he was saying, ask my opinion if he should build a computer or if he should, you know, purchase one of the new, uh, the new Macs that were just unveiled. And I told him like, like I have the technical uh, ability, I should say, or aptitude to be able to learn how to build a computer. But I guess like that level of technicality or even when you mentioned coding and stuff, just talking to some friends the other day about how how bad at coding I was and how that was almost a class that that prevented me from like switching out of engineering because I just had no clue what I was doing when it came to typing and stuff. I was more of the hardware kind of guy, but yeah, thankfully yeah, yeah. I was able to get through it, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, that's really cool. So you had you had one a, a different app that was your first one before Koala, yeah. right? Yeah, well, it was very long ago. I think it's basically when um, it was like an, another sort of step change for me when the iPhone came out um, mm -hmm. I, I didn't get one um, straight away I mean they're, they're expensive but <clears throat> I found out that you could make programs for it and I was like I want a drum machine in my pocket that's what I want I mean I'm, maybe they had them for sale I think I mean I'm sure there was other programs you could get at the time but I was like mm -hmm. I want to make my drum machine and have it in my pocket so I made a, so I got one and I made an app. It was called Thump. It's, it's like, it's rubbish. It's, it's like, it's really bad, but you can put, it's got a step sequencer and you can load in like different drum kits and it's got like two synthesizers in it that you can like, you know, 
play some notes on and you can make a little tune on the bus and that mm-hmm. that was like that's so cool i mean I, I didn't make a lot of tunes on the bus afterwards but like mm-hmm. um just just knowing that it's possible to do that um so that was the first one and then uh, the second one not so long after i made this one called sample toy which was like i just love the idea of how far you can take you take one sample and you can do so many things that you can transform it into uh, something completely different. In fact, mm-hmm. I think you can basically take one sound and make it sound like any other sound. If you took like a sound of a dog barking, you can make it sound like a trumpet. If you did the right things to it, eventually wow. it would get to yeah. trumpet, right? So I, I like that concept. So I made something that was like, you put in any sound, you record like a sound of your toilet flushing or you know uh, playing the piano or whatever, and then you can mess with the sound afterwards. And it wasn't supposed to do anything really. It was just supposed to be like, you can find some cool sounds from the sounds that you find around you. If you see what I mean, you can sort of explore the sound and like um, find something that you like in that sound. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was like, I think 2009 or 2010. And then I didn't make anything until Koala basically. Nothing that I sold or nothing that I released. So this, this jumped out to me as a question. So. You, and I, I love stories like that. I love hearing in retrospect, the fact that you had the idea in your head that you wanted to have a drum machine in your pocket and you had the thought at a time. And then now fast forward, however many years later, now we have that and then some in Koala, which is extraordinary. Um, you wanted that at the time so that you could use it or were you thinking more so for to create for others and yourself or like what was your sort of perspective when you wanted to make one to start out with yeah i'm not i'm not really sure like i think um at the time i was making lots of little bits of software like um trying to make uh you know vst plugins and stuff like that and they're mm-hmm. they're all pretty bad because i didn't really know what i was doing um the, the the nice thing is when you do stuff with samples it's quite a lot easier than if you want to make like a synthesizer. It's actually quite, it's quite difficult um, maths wise, but mm. samples are really easy. They're just like, here's a file. You just play the file out of the speaker. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, um, you don't have to construct beautiful waveforms. You just, mm. um, so um, yeah, I was making stuff like that. And, and I think it was like a bit of a fetish of like trying to make this, like this graphics. And I was seeing if I could do it maybe. Um, and I definitely had it in mind that um, uh, there was an app store and it's possible to sell stuff on it. And there was hardly anything on the app store then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if there's, um, obviously I want to make stuff for myself, but s- stuff like purely for myself, the, the UI would just be like so bare bones. Like I just have, it would be full of like things that I know about, but no one else would know about. And I guess if you want to make something that anyone else is going to touch, they kind of need to be able to look at it and be like, and understand, oh, that button does that. Um, if I do this, then this will happen. You know, that sort of stuff. Whereas if you mm-hmm. make it just for yourself, you're like, well, I, I know it's not well illustrated in the app, but like if I slide my finger over here, then the, then the sound goes into the left channel or whatever it is like, um so yeah um I, d- I don't know if i made it for myself or f- i think yeah i mean I, I definitely made it for other people or at least mm-hmm. at the end of the project i made it for other people mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. at the beginning i was like is it possible to do it and i think i made like a drum machine and a bass thing and it did look terrible um i think even like you, you sequenced it in a uh, landscape mode and then when you wanted to change the settings you had to turn it into portrait because all the writing was sideways It was was quite annoying. It was quite annoying. (laughs) Uh, So like I spent a bit more time uh, to sort of make it understandable for other people and then put it, put it on the store. So what I was going to ask one of the questions in the Facebook group that I would love to hear about. So you mentioned about the music that you make right now, most of that music, which it sounds like it's not expansive, but most of that is used is would be shared when you're making like promo videos and stuff like that right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay all right so i guess that was the question the question was like people want to see like the creator it's kind of similar as a video game player like myself 
like I play this game called Super Smash Brothers sometimes. Um, mm. Sometimes is an understatement. I play it quite often. <laughs> right. um, but <laughs> but I'd be interested in seeing like you know one of the developers play it. Like is he is he like much superior than me in the game, or is he like someone who right. just created it but is horrible at playing or something? So you make so how often do you make do you make music in Koala? I guess. So it, it like at the moment like purely for testing. I, like mm. I think I, I would I wouldn't touch it if it was um I don't have any time. Like right now, like you know this update is is crazy. Um uh I'm just either I'm doing that or I'm eating or I'm sleeping, you know. Wow. <laughs> or, yeah. or or I'm doing, you know, like obligations. You know, Christmas is coming up so it's going to slow down a little bit, but um at the moment there's like uh I do get carried away though, like um the the time stretch thing. I have like 20 loops that I use that are like, um, they're all really, really different. Just like snippets from like, uh, mostly old funk records, because I know that's what people are going to put into it. Yeah, sure. Um, and so I've got these, these shots and I, I stick them into Koala to test the time stretching and to, to test different bits about it. So I end up getting carried away and being like, oh yeah, I'm going to piss this down and like mess with it. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really make tracks of it right now. Um, I would definitely love to, and I, I expect after this update, I'm going to get a bit of breathing space where I can do stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I do love, I do love using Ableton, but I would say like the most music that I do is I, I sit at the piano or the guitar and I just play. I don't have like a bit of music. I don't try and like write a bit of music where I'm like I'm going to write the first bar and the second bar, then I yeah. write a chorus and then do a bridge. I just I sit down and play and I like the idea that once I forget what I just played, it's gone. It's it's like <laughs> off into the ether and it's like uh, it's just transient. Um yeah. so I do wanna like um get back into making more electronic music, but like um at the moment I do the piano thing because it's it's therapy. Like when, when you're working it's just like Mm -hmm. you, you go off and like there's there's no one there I, in the morning i like to go down with like a cup of coffee and i sit at the piano and i just do the do these chords and it's um it. yeah it's my therapy um yeah i, I really i really really do want to get back into koala the thing that i want to do is um don't want to go too much into it but i've got an idea for another app that i'm going to start working on in parallel to koala which might merge into koala um, and it's it's more about loops and looping. Um, okay. So it 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 could be it could be quite cool. Like I, d I don't know what it is, but I think it's going to come out of trying to make lots of music with it and seeing where I feel like oh I wish it could just do this or. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I I think I think it could be cool. What would be really cool is if it could be like something that's kind of like a looper, but it can just do. Even though it's a looper, it can kind of do everything that Koala can do and so much more. Mm. It's not a door. I'm not going to make a massive piece of software. It's got to be simple. Yeah, that's the key with your, with your content. Is yeah. Keep it simple, yet inspiring and intuitive. Mm. Everything, mm. that was one of the first things. Everything that I thought should work a certain way kind of did when I first, you know, downloaded mm. and, and started using Koala. And I, I, I really love that as like a first impression type of thing. And what I've noticed too is that, well, a couple of things. One, I was going to say that I'll never forget the moment that I, I'm trying to remember how I found out, but the moment when I found out um, about these, these updates that are, that are on their way to Koala. Mm. And I was, it was just a few days ago. I, I was kind of late to the party, I guess, um, probably because, you know, recently joining that Facebook group. But man, I was sitting right in the room. I'm sitting in here. I, I'm a, a full-time teacher. So I was probably in between break, in between classes teaching remotely. And, um, and I just, I saw the news and my jaw dropped because it wasn't just one of the things that I was thinking about, which is the time mm. stretching. It was the, it was the auto chop as well. And I'm like, I, I, I'm so excited, but I need to be able to like express my excitement to someone. So of course I go right to my wife who's next door and I'm like, Jessica, I'm like, I know that this, I know that what I'm about to say to you right now does not matter to you and you're not going to understand. Mm -hmm. But Koala, so I just said the word that said Koala is getting auto chop and time stretching. And she looked at mm -hmm. me and she could tell I was excited. So she was excited <laughs> for me, but she, of course, first of all, what is Koala? 
Second of all, what is going on? <laughs> Third of all, what is, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, man, I, I feel like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really something. And I'm just, I'm excited for it. And I'm not going to say I can't wait for it because that's not true because I'm, I'm having just an extraordinary time using the app as is. And just, mm-hmm. I'm sure that you're, you know, you're aware from, you know, checking the, the, the comments and things like that. Mm. People are like excited for it, but they're also, you know, they know that and they appreciate that it's you working on it. So it's like when it's ready, mm. it's ready. And, you know, we know mm-hmm. that it'll be worth it. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the thing, like, it, it's possible that I could release it now and it's just, it's going to, it's going to crash on people. There's, there's going to be things that don't sound quite right or like maybe some sort of timing things out. And it's, it's like, if if I do that, it's going to cause me so much ha- like so much trouble to release something that's not finished. It's like it's got to be finished. It's yeah. got to be it's got to be tight, you know. And and I think, um, you know, like like nasty clicks and stuff like that. It's just a, it's, it makes it really not so good at, um, uh, experience. So I really want to just sort of tighten it up and make sure it's. I mean, it's it's never going to be as good as like um, you know if Ableton did it or if like you know, the beat maker guys did it. Sorry, like I'm, I'm one person, like I, I'm only, I'm okay at doing this stuff. Yeah. I don't really know all the details. I do know though that the time stretch algorithm is, um, it's quite good. It's quite good. I mean, it's wow. maybe it's not the same as the beat maker one, beat maker three or whatever, but um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I really, um, it's really fun. And it kind of, when you really push it, it does some weird things, which are kind of cool as well yeah so wow. i think um i think it'll hopefully it'll go down well we'll see man that's that's definitely incredible um let me ask a question about piano because i'm also a piano player uh and you mentioned starting with guitar you started with mm. guitar when you were a child uh when did you start playing piano so it's pretty much the same time as a guitar but like um uh i did I never really sort of um paid attention to it i think i think if you're like a sort of general musician like mm. if you play any instrument like you know about where the notes are on the keyboard because it's it's sort of part of music theory and it's like mm. um it's almost like uh, sheet music is it's it's um it's part of the language of mm-hmm. let's say talking about theory and i don't know a lot of theory in music i, I know some things that i like that i found out through my mm. you know many years of life yeah, uh, but but it, in, I, can't, I can't really read music. I can read it really slowly. I can't sight read it or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, so I've always known about the piano and understood it. My my girlfriend's a fantastic pianist. She's like, um, wow. She when she was, I think basically before she even left school, she was uh, she did her like grade eight, which is like the the sort of number one thing. And and like I remember, I I, I told her I I. I, I I quite like classical music and there's um oh my god I have to try and remember some Russian dude uh it's the guy with big Rachmaninoff right yeah sure there's there's this piece that I heard maybe it's on I think it's on a tv program and I was Mm -hmm. like I love this piece of music I don't know much about classical music but it's it sounds quite difficult to play and this guy Mm -hmm. Rachmaninoff he's famous for having you know like the distance here yes, is like a huge, yeah. twice what I've got, you know. Um, and my girlfriend got it from the music library. There's a music library where you can rent uh, sheet music. Well, you can borrow it. It's free, right? Wow. So she got the music and she put it down for the first time and she just played it. She just mm, played this incredibly that. complicated. So she's really good. Very inspiring. Maybe, wow. you know, source of slight envy, I would say. <laughs> um, and so we, we've got a piano and... Uh, I think like last year I started sitting down and trying to play some jazz. Like I really, I, I really like, um, I guess sort of sixties and before jazz, that sort of stuff. Um, and it, it was taxing. Like, uh, it, it works my brain quite a lot, but I do love it. I'm still bad, but I, but I enjoy it. And, and I, I've got this, um, other thing where, uh, I, I like the idea of trying to be intuitive with music and like finding your fingers on the notes rather than thinking too much about what note you're going to. It's like, where do you feel like you want to go to? Uh, yeah. Um, and, and I've sort of started to develop that sort of thing and wh- where it's, you know, you're relying on like muscle memory and um, 
and just sort of like you know use the force mm-hmm. so so yeah and i love that so much and that's yeah that's what i do that is that is i i love that so much as well i mean the whole concept of few things when you mentioned the morning time being your sort of therapy to relax and have a cup of coffee and just kind of like i 1000 percent could relate to that aside from the mm-hmm. coffee thing which i don't i don't drink coffee i never never really got into it mm-hmm. um you know for better or for worse i i've had a really amazing cup um my friend who's really into it and you know he's like all about the importing it and all that kind of stuff he, oh, uh, right. he had some and i drank it and it had nothing else in it aside from the coffee and i was like yeah hey okay. i was like okay this is yeah. this, i can get with this kind of thing you know yeah I mean, my theory with coffee is uh the worse it tastes the more it wakes you up so <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> i don't love coffee but there's something that like uh yeah so if you drink something really bitter it's it's like a kick up the it gets starts yeah. the engines um yeah. i don't um yeah i don't i don't love coffee but i i, I do like yeah the time it affords and stuff i i don't really understand like like your your friend i haven't got the taste it's like an acquired taste right Definitely. like uh, i i hated olives when i was younger and now now i'm okay with them i mean i yeah. quite like them yeah. but it's yeah it's just one of those things you know? things yeah. can change when you mentioned about the piano too, um, one thing I was watching a master class not too long ago, um, starring Herbie Hancock. He was teaching, uh, explaining things about the piano, and I actually need to finish it. I didn't finish it. I'm probably about eighty percent in, so I need to go back. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that he said in there that jumped out to me, and I do it now all the time when I'm, I do a lot of like Reddit live and you know live on my YouTube channel and stuff, uh, performing. And first of all doing that playing for people even if it's virtually that has helped me incredibly just be more comfortable playing mm. when someone else is there i remember a mm. time not too long ago where i was you know not comfortable playing even for like bring my wife here my parents or something just anyone watching i would not play smoothly um but that seems like yeah. a, a distant memory now thankfully but what herbie herbie hancock mentioned that jumped out at me was he talked about um, and I think it was um, Miles Davis, pretty sure it was mm. Miles Davis, who uh, said this to him when he used to work with him when you know he was much younger, was when or if you play the wrong note, like, don't let it be the wrong note. As in, if you play, if I play the wrong note or if I play something that doesn't necessarily sound like it's what I wanted it to sound like, mm. do it again do it again and do it again and turn that into something that kind of, and kind of own it, I guess is what he was saying. Right. Turn it yeah, into yeah. something that's like, cause there, there are, cause he basically said that there are no wrong notes. Like you can play whatever you want. And as long as you play it and you feel it and you kind of yeah. know how to turn it into something, it's all good. And I just did just that just yesterday. Yeah. And I, it's, it's cool. It's a nice little that's, thing. That's to interesting. Know, you know? I, I know, I know people will always say, um, you know, if you, if you make, if you play a wrong note, um just pretend it didn't happen that's that's like one one school of thought but rather than just pretending it didn't happen pretending like you meant that <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was the killer note in this solo yeah yeah that's right I like that, I like that. and that's and also i mean like you know you, you get it quite a lot in in jazz like um you know the, the sort of accidentals the the sort of like notes that are too sharp or the too yes. flat even out of tune stuff like yep. um what, who am I thinking of? Um, Thelonious Monk. I've got some, so he, I've got some recordings. I've got one record with uh, Round Midnight, which is like his number one song, practically, probably. And the, the horns are out of tune, mm. but that's what makes it sound good. Wow. Like, what's that's what's what the name of the song? Happy. I mean, maybe it's, it's intentional. Huh? What's the name of the song? Oh, Round midnight. I Round mean, midnight. There's there's like one million and one versions of that song because um, um, it's a really famous song. But uh-huh. um, maybe it'd be quite easy to find. But it's so haunting. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, I love stuff and, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and like the, those ro- wrong notes um, really stick out. You know, like um, often I guess if you're not doing it intentionally, maybe it's kind of hard to style it out. But like I, I like I like the uh, the sentiment. I should give it a go. <laughs> 
it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I can, I can, I can make use of this information right now. <laughs> so one of the things that I've noticed about myself over the past year, when I started my YouTube channel, when I started getting a lot more into music, um, and just started having these sort of amb ambitions and plans and things that I want to do for the future, um, is is very exciting for me, kind of, kind of moving that way. And what I notice is when I have a chance to connect with people. Um, for my show or just chat with people through social media that are you know similar interests and stuff I, I just I I feel like it's it's exciting um, being able to identify something like a potential in something that hasn't yet um, blossomed into what it can become so what, what I mean by that specifically is like koala for example I look at koala as and I know I've, I've already thrown so many compliments you know on but I'm gonna say another one in that I, I think that that there are a a whole lot of people in the in the world, let's say, that don't know about the app that that need to know about it. I think, mm. and and the reason I say that is because you know I kind of found out about it through happenstance. Through um, there's a guy Henny the Business who's a big iOS iPad user, and he has yeah. content. You've heard of him? Yeah, I mean Maybe. he's he's helped a lot. Um, because of his videos like uh, i've been yeah. in touch subsequently i think he made a video first and then i got in touch mm -hmm. um and yeah he's he's great he's um he's helped so much uh, mm -hmm. he's also like um sort of quietly been sort of beta testing things for i, I don't know how for how long at least a year um mm -hmm. and yeah there's like a back channel we, mm -hmm. we we talk occasionally and it's it's great and and um um, with all these people, I just I can't thank people enough. When it, you know, like you're putting this video out, it's more people are going to understand. Well, mm -hmm. more people are going to be exposed to Koala, and it's just yeah, it's lovely. And so yeah, thank that's you. That's exactly it. And, that's and thank him. Like I mean, he's yeah, like he's he's great. And and also I guess just for the um, the sort of the naysayers, right? You know, the the people who say you can't make music on it, or it's you know, it's a silly little phone. Mm -hmm. How do you? That you could possibly make music on it. I think he's sort of, um, you know, bucking the trend quite visibly. Like I'm sure lots more uh, people are doing it, but he's he's championing it. So yeah. that's that's awesome. That's really nice. You know, um, I mean, people shouldn't be told how to make music. You know, do, people should do do what they want. But I think people should know or sort of appreciate the sort of um, the possibility of you know, being able to do something on your phone. That's um, exactly right. And and I, I love the, the fact that you use the word champion, championing because I, I totally see that in him as well. And the fact is, like you said, is that, you know, music is just music creation. The process of it is going to vary from person to person. Um, you, you may have heard of a Korg Gadget before, uh, mm. app on, on iOS. So between Koala and Core Gadget, those are my two by far most mm. iPad music apps. And when and when I started using Korg, a lot of people had negative things to say about it because they couldn't wrap their brain around the sort of vertical workflow. There's no like horizontal mm. timeline kind of mm -hmm, thing going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that in itself, it, and so for me, when I was reading these reviews, I was saying, man, okay, well, if it doesn't have that, then I guess maybe I should kind of focus my attention on something that does have it because that's what everyone says is important. But it turns out that that what what works for me is that vertical thing. I I mm -hmm. very rarely, if ever, spend time in a linear sort of fashion, which I, I think might be kind of rare because I think the vast majority of people do that. Um, but yeah, that, mm -hmm. that just doesn't work for me. Like it, it just doesn't right. kind of it's not, in, it's, I don't want to say intuitive. It, it's not as immediate as I need things to be when I'm kind of moving through create, creating. And so yeah. that's why, you know, it's, it's going to vary from person to person for sure. You know, people have got their, uh, yeah, like their own mental models of how, how, how they want things. And like, you know, maybe one day you'll see someone working in a horizontal way and something will click inside you and be like, that's the way I want to do it. But maybe it won't, whatever, you know, that's you, you, right. And and I think the thing with um, a lot of music software, like if you look at a door, every door is trying to be the be all, be all and end all of, mm. you never need to leave this program. And we don't have that in musical instruments. There's not like, 
uh, an uber instrument that you could pick up and it's like it's got a drum here and a guitar there you know yeah. like uh, not, not yet at least cool. right mm. yeah it's, it's cool to have um you know things that work in some places and things that work in other places you know i i think mm -hmm. that's that's cool variety is kind of cool you know even with with samplers it's 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 good to have like a few different samplers like if you yeah. try and do everything um yeah it's just it's not gonna it's not gonna work out and like i think musicians as well if you're being creative like um to be provided with some variety is is really powerful like it's the same with instruments like if you're a guitarist and you're, you're trying to make some music and like someone's just like okay now like here's a tambourine you're like i'll see what i can do with the tambourine i can't play the guitar i've got to use a like that that's kind of cool right. like it makes you think in a different way and that's um that's really nice that is definitely powerful it, it is and like, like you said when you when you see someone do something or use a, a app or an instrument or a door and they're doing something in there that you've never thought about and you're like oh i never considered that that can kind of can kind of start the process and that happens all the time with discovery you know on youtube when you're just kind of browsing what other people are doing with the apps that you use a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let me ask um, two more questions and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the rest of your evening back. And like, like I mentioned, this is just, I'm so excited to, to get this uh, episode out. And you know, you met, you showed gratitude and appreciation. And, and this is one of those things why I have this show is because I think it's such a beautiful sort of opportunity to really it's a win-win-win type scenario, right? We're gonna get people that are gonna be more exposed to an app that I want them to be exposed to, and I'm sure you do as well. I'm learning from you as well, and um, and my and my audience, right? My audience is gonna have an opportunity to not just about the app specifically, just in general. There's a lot of a lot of great piece of information in here. So, let me ask two more quick questions. So the first one um, about sort of your the, your future, like in five years from now, kind of you hinted a little bit towards kind of where you see things going and what you start envisioning. And I, I don't definitely any no don't need any um, strict you know details, but just kind of where do you see yourself, you know, in in five years from now, um, in the on the music making front um, and otherwise. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, I've got a lot of ideas, like. Uh, loads and loads of ideas and I, I just i can't i can't do them all so you know if i if i can get uh koala in a good place maybe i can i can sort of start to get a little bit of help with um doing some projects you know like growing the, the sort of elf audio thing yeah um yeah. to be honest i feel like i'm kind of too busy <laughs> um with koala to start even trying to organize that um i, I would love to um if if there are people out there that are interested in well like suggesting uh how to start doing that i'm like definitely all ears mm -hmm. um but yeah like i think um i would like to make it even e not even easier to make music but like uh maybe make it a bit more accessible um there's um places i want to take music software design that i think i think basically there just hasn't been a, a lot of like really good thinking about designing music software i mean that there has been let's say ableton are absolutely amazing i would say that like, the, the there's there's a there are other doors that are similar to it um i think the sort of attention to detail that the ableton have, have put in is uh totally unparalleled mm -hmm. um and but I, I still think that they're sort of like using really old paradigms. Um, you know, like it, if you uh, look at what's out there now, it could have been 20 years ago, more or less. I mean, things sound better and you can have more tracks, and more instruments, but um, there's not been a huge amount of clever stuff um, mm. going into the interface and, and, and thinking about, you know, the, the, the real sort of source problem at hand, which is like, how do you get people to sort of, make music more naturally and like you know more fluidly mm -hmm. um without sort of getting in their way but at the same time not um saying oh you've got to make music from these loops that i give you you know mm -hmm. like how, how can you sort of give give the freedom um and and I've, I've got some ideas around that i think the the whole thing with so i've developed this 
time stretching algorithm which lends itself to like warping and like basically someone said to me once they would love it if koala could work with sound elastically and i love this idea of being able to stretch sounds and sort of um you know pin the sounds where you want them and, and being able to work fluidly with samples yeah. so that's a thing to explore i think like five years down the line really got just no idea but i think in the next year it's it's sort of about exploiting this this opportunity that i've got to like really mess with sounds in that sort of um stretchy elastic way i think mm -hmm. that that could be really really cool um and uh i think the other thing is most people if they want a time stretching algorithm they usually license it from another company which which severely limits it limits them yeah uh, but because i've got this sort of in-house one um there's so many things i can do with it and there's it's it's like a whole whole world of stuff i've got loads of ideas with it so mm -hmm. this next year i think it's going to be a lot about that and like what that means for musicality so you know, mm -hmm. obviously it's a technology, but just trying to work out how to make it feel natural and how how it can help you make the, the music that you've got in your head. So let me ask one more question about music. I want to know, this is an exciting question for me, a little bit about your music influences. So imagine you have a chance to go to a dream concert of yours that you're going to attend and there's five performers that are going to be there. And mm -hmm. these five performers could be living or could be deceased. So of all time, I want you to take a moment to think about who will be at your dream concert. I mean, I think I think undoubtedly when you when you said living or otherwise, um, like uh, I would say the sort of most imaginative musician was Jimi Hendrix, just because like you hear like before Jimi Hendrix and you hear after Jimi Hendrix, he he changed so much. He changed so much for me. Like I mean. Yeah, me, you know, what I feel felt about music before and after Jimi Hendrix is, you know, really marked. And yeah, he he's he really touched me. So yeah, he would be definitely be the headline without a doubt. Um, I don't know if they should play together. Um, maybe maybe it should be like two sets. But like, um, I also love Bill Evans. I don't know. He's like a jazz pianist. Heard of him? Um, uh huh. And. He he just sort of plays how I feel. I don't know. Like he's he's just spot he just spot on. Like it just it really also really touches me. Mm -hmm. I think he's got a sort of like inroad into the sort of emotional side of things. Like um, Jimi Hendrix is sort of into the you know the crazy brain connections and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, but Bill Evans, yeah, it really touched my heart. Pretty amazing. Um, and then like I, I think like as we we're talking about koala. Um, the two main people that really strongly influenced me basically through listening to their music and trying to think how would I make that music if mm -hmm. I had to like touch a screen and I was mm -hmm. making that thing what would I be doing and the two two people and I think they should they should share a 404 sampler so there's just two of them <laughs> they've got one <laughs> box and that's a quartet of Madlib so okay. Madlib, obviously, everyone knows him. I mean, everyone knows Fortet as well. Like Madlib, more sort of in the sort of traditional world of the sort of stone through hip hop world or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Fortet's like uh, this British guy. Um, he he's just got away with samplers and sampling and sounds, um, and I guess he he sort of also his sort of genre comes from more of what I was exposed to when I was growing up. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's just awesome. I think they have actually even those two have worked together at some point mm. and their, their sort of like crossover is like my number one. It's just really awesome stuff. Love that. Uh, yeah. So that, that's like a double act. Um, yep. and then I don't know, I don't know what you'd do, but, um, just some someone maybe he's like the the mix engineer or something like that or the the conductor. Mm -hmm. There's this guy called Rick Rubin. I don't oh, know if you've yeah. heard of him. <laughs> yeah, okay. of course. So what what he does or what he did is he made the connection for me between the sort of like original hip hop stuff, um, 
also with the he he produced Slayer as well. You know the heavy metal band. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of different. He produced stuff. Red Hot Chili Peppers. He he produced so many different things. And also, you know, he was actually in the Beastie Boys for a little while. I did not know he's, that. No, he was actually in the Beastie Boys. So he's been everywhere. I I know he's like um he's sort of like quite famous for being quite sort of full of it, but he's a mm-hmm. uh, he's a living legend. I don't care. Like uh, yeah. Just I'll lap it up like uh, he's yeah. he's a living legend. Maybe we'll give him like a triangle and he'll just blow us away with a triangle. <laughs> yeah, do something none of us has ever yeah. heard with it before. Like, how did that yeah. sound come out of this yeah. out of this <laughs> equilateral triangle that you're holding up? <laughs> you like straighten it out and then make a smoke. Game <laughs> yeah. the, like, make it uh, just something completely different. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll he'll make that his very own sample toy. Make it sound yeah. completely different than what we originally thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a great group. I, I like that. I'll I'll be at the concert too. I'll definitely be there. <laughs> yeah. That's like some legends there awesome. for sure. It's free. The, yeah. you know, the best thing about the concert is free. <laughs> yeah. Man, this this was this was such a incredible conversation, Mark. I, I definitely, like I mentioned, just was really looking forward to talking to you. And um, you know, it, it's uh it's very exciting kind of seeing where um where the app is planning to go, where it's at currently, and just like some of the thing, other things that we talked about, you know, with regards to the future of the app and, you know, and ways, strategic ways to get it to the masses and stuff is, uh, is something that's just very exciting for me um, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you, um, you can share with my audience uh, um, how they can reach you if you like them to reach you. I know you're busy right now, but if they want to check you out, like, uh, on the Koala Sample app or anything, um, Instagram, you can let them know where to find you. Yeah, so it's it's like elf underscore audio on Twitter and Instagram. If you want the app, it's uh, you type Koala Sampler into the App Store or the Google Play Store. Um, and if you have any problems whatsoever, go to the Elf Audio website, just type Elf Audio into Google and there's a contact page. And I, I answer everything. Like I, I probably should spend more time working on Koala, but like, I'm, I'm there for you, basically. That's what I want to say. I love that, man. Oh, and last question. Why Koala? Why the name? <laughs> you know, uh, it's a long answer. I'll try and keep it. I'll try and keep it short. I spent ages thinking of a, a name. I was like, oh, we could say like, uh, you know, combining words. It's called like a portmanteau where you say like, um, I don't know, Beat maker, it's like one word made out of two. I just thought of all these sorts of things and none of them were any good. And at the reason I'm called Marek, apparently my, my dad said, uh, he was told that names with a K in them are really powerful and they're like really good names to have. If you've got a name with a K, it sort of kicks through things. He wanted to call me Kodak. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so luckily my mum my vetoed the whole Kodak naming. So I, I got Marek. Um, and I just, I heard, I just like koala. Like, I, I don't like, I, the animal's quite cute. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. I, I like the name. It also lends itself if I want to do a, a series. I've got like wombat, mongoose, you know, like whatever. Just chuck oh. some more animals in there. Love um, it, love it's it. short. It's easy to remember. Yeah, no reason. I just like mm-hmm. it. I That's really a good like reason, that. right? That's enough. That's a, nah, that, that's, I, I really like it. it it's. It's some. It's another one of those special things. Like if the app was called something else, there's a chance. Like something else. Like like not an animal, for example. Like like one of the words that you just said, combining two. There's a chance that it would be less cool. Maybe the app is still fun to use, but it's like it's like yeah, mm. I'm using Koala. It just feels like you feel like you own it. You have like a like a kinship with it. It it works. And I, I was really yeah. curious to know. And I I like the idea of um, uh, yeah, you choose a word. Um, people make the word mean what it means afterwards, right? And now That's koala right. means something before it didn't mean anything. So it's, That's I mean, right. obviously it meant, it meant like a fuzzy animal in Australia, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I, I like that, that the word, the word is sort of like gained, gained a, a meaning in, in some very small circles on the internet. So yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you so much for your time, my man. Um, just looking forward to the future and uh, yeah, looking forward to sharing this awesome conversation with, uh, awesome. with my audience. Well, thanks for taking the time to make the video. Like this, yeah, it's amazing for me. So thank you very much. Awesome, awesome. You have a great rest of your evening and I'll catch you next time, buddy. Yeah, you too.